What is up, everybody? This is Chris, and welcome to Lost in Comics, where we help you get lost on your personal comic journey. Welcome to the weekly top three comics to read this week. This is the video where I tell you my favorite comic books that I read this week, which ones I connected with the most, and got my comic feelers excited. Which one gave me the tingles? Which which of these books made me feel something? And that is what the top three is all about. Another solid week in comics. The cream definitely rose to the top, but I gotta say this was a nice week for superhero comics. They didn't all make my top three, but there were definitely some good ones this week, and the world is always a better place when superhero comics are good, right? Now with that said, let's roll the thing beginning with... Number three. Clear, issue number one from Dark Horse Comics. Scott Snyder on writing. We've got Francis Manapool on art and colors and letters by Anne World Design. This book knocked me off my feet. I was highly anticipating it this week, but I didn't realize just how much in my wheelhouse that this was going to be. We've got tinges of crime noir based in a techie, dystopian, not-so-distant future where society functions with a veil. And what is a veil? I'm glad you asked. In this future, technology has advanced so far that the internet is wired into the core of everybody's brain. And you can purchase a veil to reimagine life as whatever the heck you want it to be. Uh, so if you want to buy an 80s Back to the Future veil, um, you see everything from the 80s. Your whole life is just seeing everything in the 80s. If you want a, a zombie apocalypse, um, you can basically live your life in the zombie apocalypse with zombies walking around. Whatever veil you purchase, you can see life in that in those in that lens. Um, you see everything in that world. So basically, whatever you want the world to look like, that is what you are going to see. But with any tech, there is going to be a black market for that tech, and those who want to exploit that tech enter our detective in the story who's investigating a very personal murder, which opens up a whole new round of mysteries. This book was really, really good. Francis Manipul's colors and art, extraordinary. This was a great first issue with all the gut punches that you expect from an issue number one, and this one gets a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.0, a solid four to start the top three, which takes us to number two. Traveling to Mars, issue number four, from Ablaze, Mark Russell on writing. We've got Roberto Melli on art, Chiara Di Francia on colors, and Mattia Gentili on letters. I believe... Each of the first uh, few issues of this book has made my top three. I don't think there's a single one that hasn't made the top three. It's a small publisher. It's an under-the-radar comic that shops didn't order enough of, so not enough people are talking about this title, and not enough people are reading it. It's going to be like most things that Mark Russell writes. It's incredible and gets discovered about a year or two later after he writes it, and everybody starts talking and asking, how did I miss out on that comic? How come I didn't read it? But that is not you, because I have been telling you about every issue and singing its praises. Look, I know this isn't going to appeal to everybody, Buddy. 
But books that really strike at the heart of humanity, they strike at my heart. Um, This book is about the power of regrets, the power of human connection and love, and just how powerful those can be when you're isolated on a solo journey to Mars, which is where our main character finds himself. But in this issue, he's presented with an opportunity to right some wrongs from his mediocre past. But let's just say some things are too good to be true. Will Roy a man with a terminal disease and a failed life, make the greatest claim to humanity by landing on Mars in the name of a meat company. That's right, a meat company. Uh, We are going to find out soon. I already cannot wait. Four issues in, safe to say this is one of my favorite comics coming out right now. One of my favorite comics of 2023 so far, and we are in the month of March. I am connected to the main character and even his robot pals that are on board the ship with him. Well done, Mark Russell. You got me on this one, and this book is getting a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.15. A 4.15. Now, did a superhero comic make the pick of the week? I'm about to tell you, but before you fast forward to find out, please Hulk smash that like button. If you are new to the channel, I would love it if you subscribed. We are a comic loving YouTube channel that seeks to share that love and positivity with you. And we would love for you to be a part of what we do here at Lost in Comics. Hit that bell for notifications so that you don't miss an opportunity for any new content that comes out right here on this channel. Now, quick announcement. Do not miss out. Next week, mark your calendars. Next Thursday, March the 16th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, join us for a live interview with the mastermind behind the barbaric universe at Vault Comics. Michael Marisi will be here with us on the channel. Have your questions ready. We are going to get lost with Michael, and I already can't wait. Next Thursday, March 16th, 9 p.m. Now, it is time for the... And this week's pick of the week, Flash, issue number 794. DC Comics, Jeremy Adams on writing, Roger Cruz on art, colors by Luis Guerrero and Rob Lay on letters. The Fraction have the Flash family on their heels. Remember, the Fraction can move at super speed. They have conquered many Earths, but on their conquest to conquer our Earth, The Flash family is in their way. Now, with that said, the Flash family has already lost so much in this one-minute war. It is time for someone to step up in a big way with some of our normal big players off the board. Jeremy Adams, doing what Jeremy Adams does and delivering a wonderful superhero comic wrapped up in this perfect family burrito. That's how I'll put it. Um, Not only Wally and his family, but you also have the Flash family unit as well, which I am a big fan of. I have thoroughly enjoyed how with each issue, a different member of the Flash family gets a spotlight. You ever watched a superhero comic and there's that moment where a character pushes past their limits. They make a life-altering decision. They save the planet. Something that just makes the hair on your arms stand up and you get these little goosebumps on your arms. There are a handful of those moments in this comic that just made me feel so happy, made me so proud to be a fan of The Flash and moments that, you know, honestly just made me think of my own daughter uh, with the emergence of Wally's daughter, Thunderheart. 
And you gotta love the scenes with Jay Garrick, advanced in age with the organs of a young man. What a great comic altogether. Absolutely deserving of the pick of the week. I love this comic, and this one is getting a... Absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.35. A 4.35. Congratulations to The Flash for making the pick of the week. Now, I want to tell you some of my runners-up this week. Other books that I thought were fantastic this week, starting with Blood Tree, issue number two from Image Comics. We've got Peter Tomasi on writing, Maxime Simic on art. Now, there is a serial killer out there who really believes that placing angel wings on the dead will assist them in getting to heaven after death. Now, it's up to these two detectives to find out who that killer is, and who is their next target. It's a serial killer murder mystery. If you enjoy a good binge on the ID channel, uh, the, the channel that's always got murder mysteries on, you will probably like this comic. Check it out if you like that. X-23, Regenesis number one from Marvel, Erica Schultz on writing, Edgar Salazar on art. I was hearing some people didn't like this book. I saw some people talking about it on Twitter. I really enjoyed it. Maybe because it has nothing to do with Krakoa and the current X-Men continuity. This book is set in the past and follows Laura, X-23, on her quest to figure out just who the heck she wants to be. And before you say it, yes, that story has been told and it's been told several times. But let's face it, Logan and Laura were created to be weapons controlled and manipulated by others. So in reality, a good portion of their life is going to be spent searching for themselves and finding out exactly who the heck they're supposed to be. This book does a nice job of setting up where Laura has been and also opening up a new threat. I really like the tone of this book. I like the way she's characterized. I think it's very true to who X-23 is and who a Wolverine is. I liked the comic. Uh, next up, we've got Black Tape number two, AWA. We've got Dan Ponesian on writing, Dalibor Talahik on art. The widow of a rock star discovered a satanic secret room in the home that she once shared with her husband. Now, in that room are the pictures of some missing girls that she finds. Now, that room leads the widow down a path of investigation and questioning just who her late husband really was. Could he have been a murderer? Possibly. Maybe. Or is there something more sinister at play here? This is shaping up to be a really good comic. It's only a four-issue run. We're two issues in. I really like it a lot. Now, I told you there were some great superhero comics this week, and I'm going to tell you about a few of them. ASM 21. Just like that, the book is good again. Seriously, how hard is that? Be consistent. It took us 20 issues to finally get to the burning question of what exactly happened to Peter and MJ at the beginning of this Zeb Wells run. And one thing that I always wondered was how did everything from the Beyond story arc just get wiped away when we moved into this run? Well, some of that is actually addressed in this issue. I'm really happy for that. I am back in. I'm ready for issue number 22. Uh, I love when questions are answered, and I loved this issue. I really, really liked it. Uh, Fantastic Four, issue number five. This book continues to impress. Each of the first five issues has been solid and consistent. Ryan North doing a great job of each issue holding weight in a larger narrative. Yet, each issue feels like its own story, very much in the vein of a classic Marvel comic, where you could pick it up, 
read that one issue and actually just enjoy that one issue. Ryan North and team also doing a great job of adding the perfect amount of humor and character moments that make this feel like a family. While the family is sitting in traffic, you've got Reed stretching his head over to Johnny's car to talk to him. Very cool moment. You've got Johnny walking around without a shirt, making stupid jokes. Um, just a bunch of great moments that make these characters really sing. I couldn't be happier reading a Fantastic Four title. And then Batman 133. After the failsafe arc, Batman has been okay. Uh, I'll admit it, not great, which is why you hardly hear me talk about it. It meanders around the mediocre quite often. Um, but in this issue, things start to heat up. We see Bruce really start to make his imprint in this Gotham that he's in. And I can also appreciate how the secondary story in the back actually means something to the overall narrative. It's not a standalone story, which I am a big fan of. I'm like, if you're going to make two stories into one issue, make it count. This one actually counts, and I appreciate that. This was a good issue of Batman, and I am happy for that. Um, lastly, Dawn of DC, Adventures of Superman, John Kent. I gotta be honest, I almost didn't pick this book up just because of the Road to Injustice label. Don't get me wrong, I like the story of Injustice, but I like it just the way it is. I don't need any more roads that lead me there, just like I don't need any more deceased. I don't need any more roads that lead me down deceased or what happened after deceased. Yes, those are fantastic, successful runs of comics, but I'm looking for new stories away from those especially when Superman has been really great in continuity right now. Now, with that said, this was actually a pretty good comic. We've got Electric Blue Superman and John Kent. I like the reemergence of Val Zod and the pending threat of Ultraman, whom you might remember being the one responsible for stealing John's youth and taking those years. Another name for Ultraman is Brian Michael Bendis, right? Because he is actually the one that stole those years. <laughs> I'm interested in reading issue two, but this is not on the same playing field as Action Comics nor the Superman title from Joshua Williamson. We will see how it develops. How was your week of comic reading? What'd you think of the superhero comics this week? I thought they were pretty fantastic. Let me know in the comments below. I love to hear your thoughts. I thank you for watching. And as always, stay lost in comics, y'all.